What is up, everyone? This is Sarah G, and it is Gen Z Gab. Let's get into it. Okay. Okay, this has been, you know how I say that everything is kind of reaction after reaction in my life, or maybe I haven't said this yet, but that there always seems to be some sort of domino effect with me. So I'm not going to get into too much, but as a lot of people know that I had health problems back in January, I had a surgery, blah, 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 blah. And then now it's just like, I uh, have an infection. I'm sick. I need antibiotics again, just one thing after another. And I'm constantly trying to figure out, is this the universe's way of telling me I need to slow down? Did my different types of things pop up? because I was stressed out for the longest time and just didn't really pay attention, didn't take care of myself? Or is it just because I have an autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's, and the fact that I'm just going to be more prone to the shit the rest of my life? And I know there is so much worse going on in the world, and I believe that. I just wanted to specify that it seems like everything in this world is a domino effect for me lately. It feels like just... No matter what I do to try to stop something, it's like, yeah, no. Uh, Lately, I have been trying to keep up with, um, you know, cleaning my bathroom very well because I live in an old-ass house. And you know what? The the stupid tub slash shower won't drain no matter what we do with it. No matter how many times I try to clean it, no matter what I use, it just does not drain. It does not get rid of the dust so much. It's like no matter what I do, I can't get anywhere. And it also starting to feel a little bit like that with also not just only jobs, but just life. I feel like I just keep running around in circles. And I know you're going to say, Sarah, why, why, why is this such a big deal? It's not inherently like the world is falling apart or anything like that for me. It's just like small things that turn into big things that, you know, you're trying to just control the stuff that you can. And these seem like small things that you can. So, yeah. Aside from that whole thing, I mean, obviously I got to do a Monday mood and I have to say that, you know, the musician, her and Saudi, a bunch of others, because it's AAPI Heritage Month. I also want to acknowledge another creator from TikTok because... A lovely, huge creator, ugh, Jenny Mai, seriously, tries to erase Pacific Islanders heritage when it's literally AAPI month. So I want to touch a little bit about this because I was kind of like with how our beginning, as I've stated, where it's AAPI heritage month, Jenny, Janie, or, or Jenny may, just with how... And I saw a great post. Please, again, go and follow Makeup by Monica. Because she did a great post on why, you know, AAPI Heritage Month might not be some people's favorites or her views on it. And again, I know for me, talking about this, it's 
I'm trying to stay in my lane, but I do want to say that, which again, people are probably going to, whatever, but I wanted to discuss a little bit because I'm thinking about also all the stuff going on in Iran right now, but just that I also have some other creators, and I think that this is the only reason I'm speaking about it is because Makeup by Monica, she said something that stood out to me that I wanted to say and that I wrote. The reason that it stood out and I wanted to say is because, and I think I kind of said this a little few minutes earlier, is that things and their rich histories that we should respect and understand. And the fact of the matter is, though, the fact that somebody has the audacity that's within the community to erase that part is disturbing, disgusting, and just play it off as a joke. I mean, I I haven't been a big fan of her in general, but the fact that she goes out of her way to do that just seems, no, that seems very wrong. So as I'm looking up, just to make sure that I pronounce or give it my best shot, because we all know that I butcher a lot of things, especially with ADHD and dyslexia. And I had this discussion earlier with my acting coach. He was very good with me when I was going crazy in a scene, having fight or flight, which I'll get into later. Uh, But yes, there's just so much going on right now in this very good with me when I was going crazy in a scene, having fight or flight, which I'll get into later. Uh, But yes, there's just so much going on right now in this world that we live in and people keep saying oh everyone's so sensitive no when it comes to something like this you this even I know I should stay in my lane and I'm trying but this is just like really really like that is what the hell so the um creator that I'm gonna tell you is Lily Hailani Okimura and she is on TikTok If you want to know more about her, she is on TikTok and she talks about growing up in Hawaii and or Hawaii. I tried. I mean, I probably just butchered that. But the point is, she is very much attached to her culture and she has so many other people that are Native Hawaiian, Native Polynesian, Pacific Islander, all of that Pacificas. Uh out there and uh if you want to know more about their history this month go and get them a chat follow slash i mean obviously you should follow them in general just to learn about the history not just on it seems like it's specifically trying to be east asia east asia specifically like i think we inadvertently think of aapi heritage month as just east asian and when you realize you look at Asia as a whole, there's Western Asia, which includes like, which some would say maybe the Middle East or um, Arab, you know, and then there's South Asia that includes India, Pakistan, all that. And we very much don't do a great job in media portraying that for Heritage Month, especially. And when people talk about performative, I am kind of thinking through that lately, too. Just 
I'm trying to keep myself in check too when I talk about issues going on in the world. And I just felt though the need to say this because even though I know this platform might not be the biggest, but I just wanted to touch on that a little bit just in case anybody's out there that has some sort of power to control it for more than just what's going on in this month specifically or going forward. And just to maybe, you know, create more awareness, bring more awareness to light of this because we don't inherently think right away. And uh, if you want to know more about their history this month, go and get them a chat follow slash I mean obviously you should follow them in general just to learn about the history not just on AAPI month but go and send some love to the Pacific Islander community especially with how disturbing that Jenny my comment was so going back quickly to just what I just said with uh, regarding my acting coach when I had a session earlier and it's something that you told me I didn't have to go super fast and the problem is that I get more anxious which is a lot of people fight or flight but I have to just say again stupidly and this will go into a later conversation that I'm gonna have that yes she's gonna still be talking about Grey's Anatomy oh yeah especially after last night's episode so and you know why I'm smiling? Because I'll just say it. My and mine and plenty of other people's theories came true. But for how I've been talking about it on here, you know exactly where I'm going to go with this. Uh, but anyway, I was playing a character that was supposed to, I was, you know, doing this scene. And this character is a little more uppity all over the place. A little ADHD, right? And I know that there's more than just a little but for some odd reason, I just got caught up in a bunch of, just so everyone who knows this, who is maybe in acting or the entertainment, by the way, WGA, I stand with you. Please go and support the writer's strike right now. Please go and follow the Writers Guild West on Instagram and the Writers Guild East. And show your support because we are nothing without writers. They are literally the first starting point I don't really know what else to say. Obviously, uh, a great thing that Tom Ellis did today was post from yesterday when he was standing strike that he's just someone that does their job by having the writers do it for him by writing down the things. AKA actors need their puppet masters that are the writers and crew, etc. So that is, yes, very much just wanted to say that quick but yes as I got kind of caught up I started to kind of just go faster and faster and faster and then it made me think back to the time that when I was in Spain with my host mom when I was going faster and faster and faster just when I got more anxious or whatever and then it became hard to understand me in both English and Spanish even though she understood more Spanish which I think I've touched on before but my my point is just that I'm doing it right now. I do it a lot on this podcast. So I just wanted to touch on that, tell somebody that if they're out there feeling the way that I am, that plenty of other people do it and we're not alone and it's nothing to be shameful about, you know? That being said, it's also just kind of a part of life. And the reason that I'm going to be so talkative about 
the phenomenal job. And yes, Grey's is still on. Yes, I say that I'm going to turn it off every time. But you know what? They keep giving. They keep giving in the fact that I didn't get the answer that I had been waiting for. And you know what? It just makes my heart happy, okay? And I know I keep reiterating this, etc. But if anybody from Grey's actually comes across this, I want to thank, first of all, your writer who wrote this episode that did a great job. And then Scott Speedman and Nico Terho, I truly adored their, you know, relationship as Nick and Lucas growing, but I just truly loved how well they played it together and how well it was, you know, discovered and just how it wasn't overdone either. And I know that I've been hinting and asking for months on end, really bombarding and being annoying. I get it. But again, I'm a middle child, like I joke about all the time. So and I'm the only sister. So kind of my job, you know? Anyway, uh, but I think that this episode, the reason why so many people will really love it or like it is because, and I know people are going to be like, oh my God, spoilers. Well, a lot of people just want cliff notes now. But the reason why this episode stuck out to me so much, why it actually is my favorite episode of the series, sorry, Kate Walsh slash Madison, you do phenomenal every single time. And I know you're going to be on a podcast again, because like uh, Jeremy said, uh, the podcast that he did about America, whatever, was, it's getting rebranded soon. So I just thought I'd mention that for anyone who has been listening. And when I interviewed Jeremy Gordon, yes, I constantly mention him. But aside from that, the reason that I will literally, and I joke, but I'm not being, like, it's kind of a joke, but yep, see what I'm doing right here. <laughs> but the reason why I take a bullet for Lucas Adams or Lucas Shepard Adams is because he's very, you know, similar to me or people that I know or people that I'm related to. It's just, and Nick Marsh, Dr. Nick Marsh, Scott Speedman tries so hard with him to get him understand but you know at the end of the day I'm glad that they didn't just hide it like they didn't just do what they usually do with this stuff leave it open for interpretation I love that they actually went hands-on head-on about it like for once I'm glad they gave a little closure like with uh, Bailey's OCD plus then I can also see him and Bailey getting close because Bailey can understand what it's like between him and OCD blah 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 plus there's comorbidities with it and I think that it's just a very good moment to highlight that, you know, we're told try harder. We're told get it together. We're told to grow up. We're told to do this and that. And you know what? It really was nice to see even Nick apologize for some of the things he said. And then him realizing that, no, 
Lucas is literally like a 25-year-old dude that did not get diagnosed because late diagnosis always happens. And, you know, it's funny because, yes, boys get diagnosed way quicker than girls, but it all makes sense. And the fact of the matter is this was just like everything makes sense now. I'm not just this black sheep. I'm not the one that stands out in the family, even though you kind of do feel that way. Just saying. But it's just so remarkable to watch, you know, just how things come come together and a lot of people on TikTok have shared their own stories, etc. And like I've said on here multiple times, and I know it gets old and whatever, but it's true. I got basically my diagnosis was amblyoblia, which is a vision lazy eye thing, and then it's then dyslexia. It's all that stuff. So, yes, I got diagnosed with that, you know, those problems. And then they were trying to figure out if I had ADHD on top of it or if I just was, you know, just ignoring things because of my vision stuff. And because some of the other options or the more natural options or more inattentive options, whatever you want to call it, for meds didn't work on me because I only tried one or two. It didn't work on me. Well, they just packed it up to the, I probably didn't have it. And here's the problem. As many psychiatrists have said, girls and boys present differently. But what I can say is, and I still do this to this day, and I'm on the more hyperactive side. Every test I've done, I'm on the more hyperactive side. It's just because girls, like I said before we fall more in line, we're expected more of in society. So in a way, I did get the late finally confirmed diagnosis, I think, and where I found the right meds, but I went medless till I was about 24. So that is very interesting. The fact that I went, you know, 15 plus years being sort of diagnosed with it, but not fully, but then fully understanding what it was, because again, Again, they don't know really how to describe ADHD in girls unless we're like crazy, crazy, crazy off the walls, kind of like they are just ignoring everything that's going on around us. And I think that that, yes, is very much something that needs to be changed and they're working on it. So I hope that they continue the storyline in season 20. I hope that people realize why I suddenly get protective of some of these characters. I don't like it anymore. Because, again, the last time I got really, 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 really close with the character, it was, like, Lexi, and then she died. So, and then, yeah, just Christina left. Yeah, everyone was leaving, and everyone was dying pretty much. as the. And, yes, they're kind of trying to do a soft reboot, as they've said on and off, which is good, and... I liked, again, Mika's scenes last night. I really root for her hard work, but again, I don't like, which is part of like, how, yes, I see her frustration with like some of the silver spoonness that is some of the people around her or just people that have paid off all their loans, etc., and I, the system is broken, and I'm glad that Teddy found a solution and is working on it. But the problem that I don't like and that I get annoyed about is, again, how they all treat Lucas, even with his, now he's working on his ADHD stuff. But just, I think because of me, I think that's why I put him ahead into first place. Not just because he's a shepherd, like we all joke 
about. And um, I just truly think, though, that him and Mika are the ones that stand out the most. I love the friendship developing between Jules and Simone. I do personally think it would be interesting to see if, you know, because... At first, I thought that, you know, I was getting more of a Mare and Christina from Jules and uh, <laughs> Mika, but that's not really going that way, so it's now more that. But I honestly feel like Christina and Mare walked in a sense of they're platonic. Platonic? I don't know if this will stay platonic. I don't know. I'm asking. I'm throwing around various theories in case anyone listens to this because... It would make it more interesting and less of a parallel. Now, we love parallels, don't get me wrong, but it might make things a little more interesting, just saying. But the ADHD diagnosis is going to be something that I hold in my heart forever. Watching the show, it probably even years to come, I will go back and watch that episode on a replay constantly because it healed my inner child like I bet a lot of other people And the funniest part of the whole thing, besides a lot of the things that this character does, it makes me now see where I can pull clips of why I think Derek Shepard, for sure, was ADHD. And Amelia, it would make sense with also her addiction. There's just so many things that now I can pull out. And it's not just, you know, beating around the bush anymore. This is like actual factual thing like that they're going with. And it can run in families, so it would be great. I am still really hoping that Lucas's mom is Kate because she's technically the psychiatrist therapist. And as there has always been a joke, the irony of therapists paying attention more to their patients and ignoring what their kids' signs are. Now, I'm not saying that that's one another. And most people keep telling me, no, you're wrong, you're wrong. And I'm like, I don't care. So... I mean, obviously, you're saying that I don't care because I mentioned it, which I do, but it's more of like a, until we actually get further proof, this is just speculation. You telling me to Google it, every time I Google it, it shows a name. People think it's her, but it's not actually factual that it's the McBitchy one that's his mom, and that doesn't matter. So, anyway, that's just my theory. I don't have time to go into who I think... We'll stop wedding, blah, 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 or what will happen with if there's going to be a Jackson, a J-Pro move. Again, I'm talking a little bit about it, but at the end of the day, I like more of just kind of these intern friendships evolving, building, and we see more insights to their life, you know, aside from the whole other crazy high school-y things that goes on. So there's that. And yeah, I just really wanted to talk a lot about that this week and how proud I was of what was going on there because I think people have a tendency to be super critical, which is fine. I mean, they've had 19 seasons. They're going 20 years from now here. And I think that we have to just acknowledge that if last night's episode made you want to stop, that actually... Seems like there's more of a problem there with you thinking that now everybody has ADHD because that doesn't help the problem. And yeah, I just think that we need to be a little more mindful of some of the things that we say and going forward that maybe it won't matter. So I did really quickly want to give a credit to the writer because I think that we don't always give enough. And I know I talked about the writer's strike like in depth and I don't know enough about it because I'm not around there to know but I do know it's important that we keep talking about it 
that being said, Kingsley Ume wrote this episode, and I think that I just want to give as much credit as humanly possible where credit is due, because I think that writing and tackling something as, you know, nuanced as ADHD, neurodivergence, needs to get credit, and I suggest just, like, looking at more, and obviously if you're going on with this storyline more because I can talk till I'm blue in the face about my own situation but that doesn't make me an expert and I think that that's another thing like I will make jokes constantly about my ADHD but myself separately it's just like eh, I don't think I should say I can say I'm an expert on my ADHD on my ways of what I'm doing because let's face it I kind of am and I've given everyone the rundown that they've never asked for I do also want to touch on the whole back burner feeling thing because constantly in your life no matter how many times you nicely ask for a little bit of support from other people you always get let down and I know I know I know I should not be bad mouthing because again I really 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 appreciate anybody who takes the time around the world to listen to this I understand that English is not everyone's first language I understand that I'm starting to feel just a little bit more I let things get to me more than they should you know and right now I'm feeling a lot of this where maybe I shouldn't tell people things anymore because the problem is it's not so much about me bottling things up as much as me just feeling like the minute that I tell people when they try to help it becomes overcorrected and then it starts to overstimulate me and then make me start going in that spiral of am I doing everything wrong and I know people are going to be like what the hell does that mean it means that I have to talk things through in order to get out everything just to kind of, you know, process things. But unfortunately, yes, people add back and that's part of life too. But it's just like a never ending cycle of, oh, and then when you start to overshare a little bit, it's like, no, and then it seems like I'm coming off ungrateful. But no, I'm sick of people asking so much of me and me feeling like a failure if I don't do it. And it's fine. And sometimes I don't do it, but then I get feel guilted all over again to do it. And then the fact is that nobody does the same for me and that's what really bothers me I know not everything is fair in this world I know not everything is equal in this world but you know you think that hounding me to like and comment on your own posts and then me asking one time maybe to do something and then you say you're gonna get around to it and I understand you forget I understand a lot of things but it's still like you'll say that you'll do it but you never do and that's just something that frustrates me and then people don't always like how I view my advice and it's not as it's not as nice or not as you know bubbly cheerful but it is part of life that where I can forgive some people for doing awful things to me but I and I won't forget but you know what I don't think that it's hard to say because this is like villain origin story almost it feels like but you know 
Sometimes you have to break free, maybe kind of forgive them, but not tell them that you fully forgive. No, you don't owe anyone anything, especially after how some of the things that when you're the back burner friend person in life where everyone just expects you to be there for them, but they never are there for you. You have to think about it. And it's very stressful because it's like, you don't want to live on this narcissistic way feeling, but you also know that you can't take the BS and that's just really hard. So it's always that delicate balance. And then I think when parents try to help you out also, it's really stressful because you tell them something, then they think they're helping, but then it's overcorrecting, not overhelping, and then your brain starts to go around in circles, and then you overanalyze everything because that's just how life is for certain people, and I just, yeah. So if you're someone who struggles with this, I do want you just to know that it's okay to not have all the answers. I mean, even re-watching this episode come fly with me you see Richard constantly realizing all his mistakes and people are he's talking about how the the good old days constantly all that stuff and then he suddenly realizes oh god he told Bailey she couldn't go home for her great aunt's funeral her mom's sister's funeral whatever and boom it's suddenly like uh wow oh oh shoot I messed it up and I wasn't listening to people Yeah, yeah, and it's just showing that never-ending cycle. But again, we don't know everything, and we're not gonna know everything. And again, it's a TV show, I get it. But it just shows, like, how broken our system is in general, or how different our views are as people versus the things around us. Like, how we just can be so inner-focused on our own little world and bubble. And I'm not saying this makes you a good or bad person, and it really depends, and there's so many nuances. But if you call out or if you try to hold yourself accountable, I think you'll be fine. I'm not trying to say one way or another. I'm not a professional. Again, I don't know. I know from what I've experienced and what I've seen And obviously, as we wrap up here this episode, I should mention, obviously, Phenomenal Bopey for AAPI Month, because aside from that, I mentioned her last year, but I have to mention her every year, because Bopey is queen. We gotta love Midori Francis, who's now Mika. Again, I said Mika is my second favorite just because of, you know, whatever, but if it was just solely based on humor, I would go with her. Mika, but because, you know, Mika's attacking a person with ADHD, that is not a full excuse, but that's still, that that it makes me very, uh, you know, if you know, you know, right, right, like, it makes me kind of, like, maybe overly sensitive, like I've mentioned in a few moments here and there, but it's all good, um, but yeah, we have so many people, obviously. I should also mention Harry Shum Jr. And even though Blue's kind of Quan, you know, back and forth with me, we should um we should mention Nico, except for Nico Kim. Where 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 have you been, dude? Like, did you did you completely ghost all over that? Yeah, I get it that you might have left with your fellowship being yet. And but it's just like completely gone i i thought there was like a rumor going around that you were supposed to return but you never did so it, it doesn't matter not that we really want shmiko around anymore 
But it, it, yeah, closure, I guess. I did love the ending where finally Richard, Richard always sees where he goes wrong. Like he gets called out constantly. It takes a little while, but he finally gets, comes around. And when he goes, I love that scene with him and Helm at the end. Oh, just so, so good. So rewarding. Cause he really does. Once he figures it out, it's good. And, and Amelia, that apology, yes, that was much needed. Do I understand that Winston didn't forgive you completely? But at least, you know, we love a girl that's willing to do that. We love a person that's willing to hold accountability. And we love that you didn't go into a huge shame spiral. You do now need to check out your whole ADHD potentialness because I totally think I've been saying that maybe you've had it for years as opposed to BPD or complex C. Um, complex PTSD. You probably have both. Like, all of these can be core comorbidities, like I've said along the way. But, yeah, that's just where we're at. And I kind of needed to touch and say some of the cool people of Grays that have been running the OR. And Boki keeps you sane. She keeps you sane. She knows what she's doing. Honestly, I'd love to meet her someday. I mean, are we all willing? At this point, we all just want to meet Bokey. I mean, we want to meet a bunch of other people, but we want to meet Bokey. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I was going to touch one last thing. The thing with the planes and the ADHD. Here's the thing. I hyper-focused. I've been very much uh, more pop culture, more all the random weird facts that I know. Like, that line stood out to me. But the thing is that... <laughs> really into planes that actually was my older brother and I'm just gonna throw in like I'm not trying to diagnose anyone but in our family whatever uh I do personally think though the fact that my brother of all people knew that that fact about Franz the squirrel guy like that I knew if somebody was gonna know that that would be him and the reason that just Things make me laugh is just how much you can find relatability. And then that goes into that stupid everybody has a little bit. No, it's just that more people. And the last line that really stuck out to me was, why be typical? Like, honestly, that has been kind of my motto since day one. I'm not saying that I've always been great with it, but yeah, why be normal? You know, even this and that. It's just how it is. And as we completely wrap up here on this episode of Gen Z Gab, we are going to talk a little bit about Mother's Day because it's next week and it'll be Sunday. And as I'm doing that stuff, it, um, I'm all for supporting small businesses. I've said it along the way here, but if you're also someone like me who sometimes still needs to do Amazon, there is ways to look at small businesses through Amazon and Amazon has the storefront. And I wanted to mention that because I know that not everything is as accessible or whatever, or it's just easier. So even though I wanted to say, please support small businesses, because that's what I try to do. I completely don't want people to feel like, you know, shamed that they can't do that or that, you know, that mom and pop stores are going out of business because that's never been any intent that I've had. 
I try really hard. I've been making more conscious effort to do that. Do support small businesses. Do what you can. Kind of similar to the environment. I know that a lot of people go from zero to 60, but anything that you can do to make something more, you know, bringing awareness, whether that be or just trying, because that's all you can do. Nobody's perfect. And I think that it's just some kind of philosophy that like black and white thinking doesn't always work 100%. And even I say this a lot as an ADHD person that you try to do things just how they're said or versus but you want to do them your own way. And it's just a never ending contradiction. You're a walking kind of contradiction in a lot of ways. But I have noticed the need for justice and to do things that is kind of told the right way. And I think that we just have to let go a little bit of that. Like I said, I'm kind of not for diet culture. I don't really... I want to speak out against diet culture, but again, I completely see, like, people are like, there's science, and people are disproving science, but I think it's just a never-ending battle that you cannot win, and I think instead of, like, pushing against everything, like, this is good, this is bad, like, I constantly have mentioned multiple times, I think that if you can come together more on a very similar to kind of that you know, holistic versus Western medicine, you know, if you can work together, you probably come up with a better solution than regular in a lot of ways. And they've actually tiptoed around that a little bit in medical shows. Like there has been some evidence, but again, it's always like, don't listen to the person on the internet. Yep. Don't always listen to me. I just am speaking from either set experiences that I have or what way. But I'm just also trying to make people understand that a lot of health stuff comes from stress. And if we're stressing of being this like perfect, like way to look in society, then it's just going to wind up stressing you out more and you're going to wind up feeling way worse about yourself in the end. And that's not going to do anybody any good, right? So I think this is something that I'm trying to set as a reminder for myself that not everything's going to work out. Not everything has to be perfect. And I know I talk about this so many times and it becomes redundant, but I just want people to remember that when they're being hard on themselves because the harder you are on yourself or even aesthetic the more it messes with your mind as we can see with influencers and that whole tart fiasco you name it and it's just yeah we don't need more of that bad energy going on in our world especially when everyone's so against each other right now And if you're asking why I'm wearing this shirt, it's just because I'm standing still in support with women's reproduction rights or birthing people, pro-choice, you name it, because there's so much shit going on. And now I know that this isn't really the Disney World thing with DeSantis, you name it, but I'm not trying to get too much into this going on. But I just wanted to say this is the closest, one of the better shirts I had for saying no uterus, no opinion. I did not buy anything like that. But anyway, it's kind of that same message, like, (sighs) and just know that you do you. There's so much stuff going around right now with the toxicity of culture, you name it. 
And at the end of the day, I just, I've been feeling a lot of different things, especially when I'm starting to hear more about boy moms and whatever, and how many more girls have had those stories. And it's like, from the youngest of age, we're told to be in the kitchen, we're told to be this, even if our moms have worked, there's always somebody that's counterproductive. And the only reason that I'm talking about this at the end is because, yes, a mom's job can be the best job. A mom's, a stay-at-home mom isn't any less. It's the hardest job. But I want to specify you can do anything that you want to do. And moms are great. We will, again, happy Mother's, early Mother's Day for everyone. And I completely understand that not everyone has a mother to celebrate, etc. I know it can be a top tough time, but I just wanted to touch on some of that stuff because nobody should be forced to be a mother, okay? Nobody should be forced because of how, you know, the states are going right now. And I know that people are going to say that this is kind of the weird ending, but welcome to my life and welcome to Gen Z Gap. If you're new here, I'm Sarah Gallagher. I have ADHD, like I've mentioned multiple times, and I'm a constant ping pong match. So I go from one place to another. I try to stay organized and it, it doesn't always happen. So yeah. So if you were someone who just listened to your first podcast or catching the end of this podcast, there you go. This has been Sarah G, episode 52 of Gen Z Gab, and we will see you soon.